Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. Hi, y'all. Hillbilly God here. I've been tagged in a lot of Facebook posts over the last month when people all around America talked about what they were thankful for. And I've been asked recently, God, what have you been thankful for? Well, I had planned on answering this on Thanksgiving, but I was so busy blessing the food of everyone well off enough to have food that on Thanksgiving Day I was just so plum tuckered out I wasn't available for Black Friday. Of course, I really haven't been available to the blacks throughout history, so why start now? Anywho, I thought I'd let all my fans know what I was thankful for. First, I'm thankful for the inclusiveness of the Christian faith. We're happy to take anyone who wants to worship me. We'll take thieves and con artists and child pornographers and pedophiles. Everyone deserves a second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth chance. We'll take everyone except for the gays. They're kind of icky. Speaking of gays, I'm thankful for homosexuals for existing. You give me a reason to blow off a little steam. Every time you organize, I have an opportunity to do something awful to the earth. I love it when I get to create a hurricane, an earthquake, a tsunami, tornado, brush fire, drought, meteor shower, global warming, blizzard, rain of frogs, plague of locusts, volcano, avalanche. You get the idea. I'm thankful for my book, which has been a bestseller for a couple thousand years. And it's still on the charts despite all the advances in science, morality, and society in general. I can't wait until me, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost go on that reunion book tour. The Barnes & Noble in Shreveport, Alabama is going to have a line around the block when we do a book signing. I'm thankful for all the Americans who look to me on Thanksgiving. Well, not all the Americans, certainly not the poor, or the minorities, or the women. But, But you get the point. And finally, I'm thankful for me. I'm really amazing, aren't I? Well, I hope you enjoyed your weekend of turkey and consumerism. Be sure to tune in next time when I talk about my favorite type of gun rack. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 75. This is three quarters of the way to the century mark. Man. That's kind of unbelievable. We're chewing it up. We are absolutely chewing it up because it is Thanksgiving. Right. We are recording (laughs) this fucking thing on Thanksgiving Day. Now, for those non-American listeners, uh, first of all, I'm sorry you don't have Thanksgiving. 
because it is a glutton's holiday. It totally, absolutely is. It's that time of year where we fondly remember the starving pilgrims <laughs> <laughs> and the kind Indians who we later slaughtered that helped us survive. And we pay homage to that by eating so much starchy food that it is everything you can do not to just fall immediately into food coma. After dinner. Well, it's late enough where I already did that. And <laughs> now I'm up. And now I'm be up for hours afterwards. So no, I am I am if 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 I sound a little logy, that is because I've packed the musket. I yeah. actually had to have especially made esophagus uh rod that I crammed <laughs> down there to pack more food. <laughs> right, right. You're like a fucking you're like a goose getting fed for foie gras. They just fucking jam it in there. My liver is gonna taste delicious. I wanna say really quickly before we get started, Tom, I am thankful. You know, there's a lot of people who do these thankful, we're thankful for this, we're thankful for that. I want to say right now, and I think I speak for you, Tom, when I say I am thankful that someone sent a $2,000 donation to Apocalypse Without Borders last week. Yeah, that was I, – I was blown away by that. We, we really need to address that. That was so incredibly generous to move that through our – our show to make that donation to Doctors Without Borders, that's sure to do some good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is, is really like going to affect yeah. somebody's going to get a help from that. Yeah. That's and incredible. You know, I, I get, Tom, when I, we, we donate to several different charities, Sarah and I, and one of them is uh, one of them is the Chicago Food Depository. And they send us something every year that says, on Thanksgiving, you can feed a certain amount of people. And one of them, I want to say, was like, a hundred dollars, and they're like, you can feed like seventy-five people on a hundred dollars, something crazy like that. It was an amount that I was just like, how do you buy a turkey for a dollar seventy-five a person? Like, there's no <laughs> way you can do that. No, but really, they were saying you can feed an immense amount of people with just, I mean, and that's a tiny, a paltry sum compared to two grand. Right. And you're not buying food in Chicago. You're buying food in other countries. You're buying aid in other countries. Can you imagine how far your dollar goes and how much help you can send with $2,000? It's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it, it was an incredibly generous donation. And the check that we're going to write to Doctors Without Borders is going to be a substantial check because of the generosity of our listeners. Absolutely. Um, so I, I am I am very Deeply thankful for that and for everybody that's donated so yeah, far. Yeah, every $5 bill that has come in, people have donated as little as 5 and that is seriously, we're, we're making a big deal out of a couple people because seriously, t- there's somebody who donated 2000 and somebody donated 1000 You're looking at th- two donors that covered half of right. this entire drive. Right. Those people obviously deserve some kudos, but every single person who has sent as you know as little as five dollars to us—that's I think the smallest donation we've gotten—that uh, helps. Every tiny bit helps, and you're all part of the same audience. But certain people have more means than others, and you give according to your means. So if it's five dollars, we are absolutely thankful for that too. We, Lord, we just ask to, to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord. Open hearts. So, Cecil, the first story, speaking of going overseas, yeah. oh, no. Oh, uh, no. Uh, this story comes from the Friendly Atheist blog. Uganda passes Kill the Gays Bill. Oh, no. Um, the highly religious, highly Christian country 
has been trying to get this bill passed for some time. I know we even covered this a few years back, I recall. Yeah. Um, and finally it has passed. Um, it's, it's passed that um, basically if, if uh, somebody is accused of and convicted of what they call aggravated homosexuality, um, which is homosexual acts committed by parents, authority figures, pedophiles, HIV-positive people, and here's the repeat offenders. So if you get caught being gay more than once, um, you could face the death penalty. This is death for homosexuality is is what they're offering here in Uganda. How do you get caught more than once, Tom? Because the, the penalty for just regular, not aggravated homosexuality is life imprisonment. So what, what they catch you do it in the prison? Is that because that's the only place I would imagine that you'd be able to do it since the rest of your life is spent in prison? Yeah, there's no slap on the wrist, right? It's like, oh man, you know, uh, I was kind of drunk and had an again. Oh, life imprisonment. Like, wait, yeah. what? What the fuck? <laughs> life Gosh. imprisonment? For be- and you're going to stack your prisons with gay people. It's going to be yeah. a veritable bacchanalia there. Like, you gay. <laughs> just going to be like. Yeah. It's it's a it's the gayest prison ever. They're gonna have a party, that's <laughs> for sure. The uh, I want to say though too, uh, it, it's not even for a crime. No, like that's it's, the no thing crime. is like like we could talk all day about if somebody you know murdered somebody, what's the crime for that, and we can we can weigh our justice system against theirs. What if somebody stole? What if somebody raped? What if somebody uh, kidnapped somebody else? We can weigh our justice system against theirs. It's not a fucking crime. This is the ultimate victimless crime, right? Right. I mean, yes, it's a crime in the sense that you've made it illegal. So certainly, you know, it violates a civil law. But it's it, it does nobody any harm. Nobody is harmed by this. The the uh, speaker of the Ugandan, I don't know, house or whatever their – I don't know what their system is there. Um, but they described the bill's passing as a Christmas gift for the Uganda people – what what kind of fucking awful Santa is this woman? It's, it's Satan Claus. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh man, I can't wait to open my Christmas present from the Ugandan government. What is it? What is it? Oh, look, it's the death penalty for people who didn't hurt anyone. Wait, that's an awful present. Yeah, it's a really it's not a great present. Although Santa hasn't he's he strikes out when he's over there. A couple years ago, he got all those people in Rwanda machetes, <laughs> and that didn't turn out well either. It seemed so. like a good idea at the yeah. time. I don't. What's hey, here's here? a couple. I have a couple things to say about this. One of them it says, and this is directly from the Friendly Atheist uh, blog. Here, I'm reading directly from it. Several European countries threatened to reduce the aid to the country if the bill was passed, and I thought to myself. Reduce by me and by by reduce you mean end all aid, right? Yeah, that's one, what you one mean. One would hope so. I mean, I can't I can't imagine to be like, okay, well, we're gonna hold back one bag of wheat or whatever, you know? Like, what does reduce mean? I, I'm kind of curious what that means. What does it really mean? And the other, the last thing I want to say about it is, is that this is what happens when you uh, demonize a portion of your populace, and we. Um, we are to blame in some ways for this because Absolutely. a lot of people that are um, the crazy sort of Christian that blames the gays for everything over here goes over there to uh, to preach and to help bring people to their ministry. Right? This is a this is a fertile ground for religious folk 
in our country to run over there and talk to them and get convince them and convert them and get huge fucking stadiums full of people to uh, to worship with you. And, and uh, there's a bunch of videos and things on this. But when they they talk about it over here, we talk about it all the time, or at least some of the really religious people over here talk about it, how they blame the gays for any kind of misfortune that happens to us. And when you think about it, our gross misfortune product is much less than their gross misfortune product. Right. So they're blaming every little thing on them. And they're also spreading lies about AIDS and about, uh, you know, the immorality of the homosexual population. Uh, and so they're spreading mistruths about the homosexuals to the populace. So they think, well, not only is it against God's law, but it's also against um, it's also hurting our society in real ways, even though those ways aren't proven or even, you know, remotely uh, true. But they that they get this information from people and then they use it to a lot of people's detriment. Well, and you, I think you can sit the responsibility for this right squarely in the laps of the Western missionaries who for years have treated Africa like uh, a tug of war between faiths. Yes. You know, they yes. they export all of this uh, superstitious mumbo jumbo. And they what they do is they say, well, I don't you know, you guys have a different superstition. You need to use my superstition. And with that comes this, you know, mistrust, like you mentioned, and, and hatred for the homosexual population. And part of me ha- can't help but see this and say, this is what you want in America. Like you're able to go to Uganda and you're able to. Um, have it your way right. over there right. in a way that you can't over here because the checks and balance system is much more firmly established uh, here in the States and in, in many Western and, and first world countries. But when you export your religious nonsense and, and this superstitious ideas to uh, the the underdeveloped country, you know, underdeveloped parts of the world, I should say, I'm sorry, um, you're, you're able to sort of engage in this kind of um, spiritual nation building. And not only is it um, unbelievably imperialistic um, and presumptuous and just wrong, um, but it's it's going to get people killed. Like there's going to be – people will die because of this. Lives will end. Yes. There will be less people. You know – how these and you know for a certain fact that these are the same people who are pro-life, 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 and yet they push their faith on uh, these folks in Uganda who are going to turn around, make homosexuality illegal, and now people's lives are going to be forfeit for this. It's electric. from alternet.org so weird Christian teacher burned crosses on the students arms and pushed creationism now claims his free speech was violated how is burning kids free speech (laughs) I mean for fuck's sake like I take a pretty liberal eye toward what is speech and what's not speech but really I mean you're in a public school and you're gonna burn cross Do you have any idea the fury 
which you would unleash if my kid came home from school with a fucking cross burned into his flesh? You'd be shocked. Okay. I mean, that's an electricity joke, Tom. <laughs> shocked. By the ele- hey, oh. I mean, it could be a soccer ball burned <laughs> into his flesh, and I'd be like, what the fuck, no fuck is happening here? It doesn't matter what. It is a fucking duck. You know right. what I mean? like, I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take that anymore. You can't be burning shapes into my kid. Yeah. That's not... What are you doing? I'm going to read directly from this alternate article. It says, um, the Dennis families, and this is the people who, I guess, moved away from this uh, this fucking nut-bred school here. Um, the Dennis family's problems began one day when their son, Zachary, then 13, showed them some marks on his arm. The red burns were in the shape of a cross, and Zachary told his parents that a science, a science teacher named John Freshwater was responsible for them. Freshwater had made the mark with an electric device called a Tesla coil. Really? What? Burning a kid with a Tesla <laughs> coil. <laughs> Are you serious? First off, that had to hurt like fuck. Oh but uh, but the thing is, is that this kid has a bright future ahead of him. He's going to have a great career as a conductor. <laughs> I heard his activities met a lot of resistance. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this case didn't get past circuit court. You know, the only way to... <laughs> The only way to get past the burn is just to chant, Om. <laughs> what? <laughs> Those are all electricity jokes. Oh, man. Whoa, seriously, like, this guy, it says the article that uh, it's divided the community. I, I cannot imagine being so religious that when your kid comes home from school with burnt flesh. No, I know. That you're like, oh, man. But it's Jesus burnt. Like, I love Jesus so much. I will let science teachers mark my child's flesh with singy, singy pain. <laughs> How is this guy a science teacher? You know, like this is this is the thing that that um, he's a science teacher and he rallied against his school uh, that they were like he was like asking kids what religion they were in class. How do you get away with that? And he didn't get away with it, right? That's what happened. He didn't get away with it. He got, like, I guess canned, and then they, they he's, like, fighting it to get back, and this, this, this family's fucking life started getting really, really uncomfortable because people were blaming them for the loss of this person. I mean, this is not a, this is not a fucking heartwarming fucking tale. No, it's not. It's a skin-warming tail, but not a heart-warming tail. <laughs> I can't. How do, you, how do you blame the family? Like, you know, you really should have sat there quietly while the science teacher yeah. burned his religious ideas into your students' well, flesh. Well, it's the exact same thing as, oh, well, how dare you tell on our preacher? You know, right, the, yeah, for fucking your kid. Of course, of course. You know, how do you how do you do that? Well, we're all on the same team. Is yeah. the, is what they think. We're all on the same team. We're all on fucking team Jesus. So if you're not on Team Jesus, you're against Team Jesus. This is a fucking G.W. Bushism. You're not with us, you're against us. Okay, well, that's a dumb fucking position. Right. That's not a very thoughtful position. And don't you wonder, too, like, what if you came up to these people who are so vociferously in favor of this teacher and said, okay, I'm going to brand you. Open, pull back your sleeve, motherfucker. Let's get branded right now. Right. How right. many of them would break into a cold sweat? At the thought of their flesh being burnt and be like, oh, perhaps I will reconsider my position regarding being branded like a goddamn piece of cattle. 
I think it's 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 all it's all well and good when it happens to somebody else's kid. Sure. But when when the idea is like, well, we'll just how about if we just brand you? You like you think it's cool to have your skin burnt. Let me just I can I'll fucking heat up a coat hanger right now, motherfucker. I got a lighter and some isopropyl alcohol. We will get this shit done. Yeah, do it on your forehead. Right. You look like oh. fucking Charles Manson. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. To me, it's pretty simple. A person either believes that God created this process or believes that it was an accident and that it just happened all on its own. Well, Cecil, this story is from the Rocky Mountain Collegian Colle- College. Collegian? Collegian. Collegian. Con- Ian's College. Congenitalian. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have... This is an editorial. We don't have all the answers. Evolution is a theory, says a woman in a white dress. <laughs> I don't. There's just a picture of just a woman in a white dress. Right. Just like, hey, here's me saying it's just a theory. You know, we got into this on our Facebook page with somebody. Um, we've heard this. Everybody has heard this a thousand times. Cecil, it's got to get addressed. It does. We have to talk about it. Theory. Uh, in the colloquial sense, does not mean theory in the scientific sense. It's just, but people think that it, that they're equals. That when I say something is a theory, I don't mean that it's been rigorously tested and has mountains of data behind it. I just mean it's a hunch, and that's not the same thing. No, no, you know, they they fail every time that they use this. It's what they fail to understand is that they're using a rhetorical device rather than a factual argument. And a, a rhetorical device is not a fact. You cannot, you can't prove that something is right or wrong by playing a rhetorical trick. And I, I think a lot of times they do understand the difference, or at least they've been told of the difference. Um, if they've engaged in any kind of substantive debate with anybody even remotely knowledgeable, they've been told of the difference right. if, uh, b- between a scientific theory and the colloquial I got a hunch theory, like you yeah. mentioned, you know, um, but they choose to use it as a rhetorical trick because it's convenient and it's cheap and it's right. easy. And you know what? It kind of sounds good. If you don't know that that a theory is just shy of a law, you know, that it is a hypothesis which has been proven to be accurate through a, a mountain, as you mentioned, of evidence and testing and you know, data that supports it. A theory is solid. Shit doesn't become a fucking scientific theory just because, hey, this is a way it might work. It's like, yeah, no, shit has become a scientific theory. That's a hypothesis, right? Right. This It might work like this. Well, let's, let's test, test it. Test it. And this yeah. has been tested and tested and tested. That's the problem. I've heard some ways in which life could be created. I've heard ways in which we've created amino acids that could eventually evolve into life. But, you know, we have to experiment on a scale that is much smaller than, you know, the entirety of time. We, right. have, to, we have to experiment in ways that, that can show it in a, right. in a way that, that makes sense. So we can't, we obviously can't just be like, okay, we'll plug that shit in and let's just wait until, you know, 4 billion years and see what happens. <laughs> is it ready yet? Is it ready? <laughs> so we can't do that. It's not a fucking easy bake oven. Whenever you say God did it, it's the end of the conversation. And and that's the least interesting thing you can do to the world around you. If you have a problem, you know, let's let's even imagine you do have a problem. I don't think we do. But 
If you have a problem with evolution, putting a period at the end of the sentence is the least interesting way to address that right, problem. Right. It's it's the it's the dumbest way to get to the bottom of things because it just sits always at the top and refuses to delve any deeper. Um, and I, I also always have to point out, evolution never purports to explain a biogenesis. Yeah, that's it a totally different thing. It doesn't try. So you can't point to evolution and say, well, you didn't explain how life began so, you know, evolution as a as a concept is flawed. It's like, well, that's like saying, like, well, mufflers don't explain it either. Well, mufflers don't try to explain it. <laughs> so mufflers still muffle. Like, it doesn't, right, right, what are you talking right. about? It didn't, it never tries to do that, you know? It's, it's a silly, fucking backward, ridiculous argument. And I do think that these arguments are used disingenuously. By a lot of these folks, because you simply cannot engage these discussions for very long without running into real problems. What we have is uh, what we have, I think, more than anything else, is a group of people who really, really, really don't want us to look at their book and the way the book explains things and say, well, it got this wrong. What else did it get wrong? Right. They want to make sure that they have the monopoly on what their book the, the, on the validity of their own book. So they're going to keep on trying to make sure that in this process, in the educational process, we're going to talk about in a second, uh, Louisiana and things like that, uh, the educational process, we're always talking about creationism. We're always talking about the Bible. We're always talking about the way this book lays things out so that they can always go back to it and say, well, it's not technically wrong about this thing. So you can't say, well, it was wrong about this. It's also wrong about the gays. It's also wrong about the money changers. It's also wrong about, you know, whatever other things you want to point out that it it, it, it claims to have uh, truth on. The, the, the truth claims can be proven wrong then. Well, boys and girls, put your hand up if you've heard of the word evolution. Oh, boy, I think just about everyone puts their hands up. Hands down. Put your hand up if you've heard that dinosaurs lived millions of years ago. Dear, oh dear, hands down. Put your hand up if you've heard that people came from ape-like creatures or something like that. You know, I think just about everybody in the world has heard those things. And I want to tell you right from the start here, I don't believe that dinosaurs lived millions of years ago, and I certainly don't believe that you came from ape-like creatures or anything like that. Well, if you're talking about truth claims, you've got to look at our next story from BuzzFeed.com. Louisiana school children learn these things about evolution. This, these are images, Cecil, from textbooks? I hesitate to call them I that. wouldn't call them a textbook. Pam- I would say pamphlets or propaganda. Paper with words. Yeah. These are word paper. Yeah. <laughs> um, <it's, laughs> the Louisiana public school system, or the Louisiana school system, rather, um, does provide some public funding for private schools, and some of those private schools are, of course, religious schools. And religious schools, of course, teach some fucking bullshit about evolution, um, including gems like dating fossils. Um, most, <laughs> I love this, most evolutionists, because that's really a thing, oh. do not believe that there was one great flood. So they look for other ways to explain how fossils were formed. I love how even the beginning... yeah puts the idea of evolution on its back foot, right? Evolution, in, just, from a, just from a standpoint of how this is written, it automatically puts the, 
the idea of evolution on its back foot trying to explain what, wink, wink, we all know came from the flood. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's so bad. These textbooks are so fucking bad. And they're so bad because they have to do, like you were saying, they, they have to try to coincide. They have to try to uh, finagle all of the world's real evidence to match this book written by a bunch of fucking goat herds 2,000 years ago that were completely fucking ignorant of, of even the concept of science, much less scientific discoveries that would be made hundreds of years, thousands of years later. It's uh, to, to read the linguistic backflips that these guys have to do um, is, is horrifying. To think that students are going to go through and read these things? Yeah. Can you imagine their pop quizzes? Well, in, in one of them, it says we're going to give you five different articles to read. <laughs> and you funny. have to identify which one's the creationist and which one's the evolutionist. Evolutionist is what they say, too. Um, that's why I'm saying it. How fucking hard is that? I mean, really? Is the Are the answers upside down at the bottom of the page? <laughs> well, you know, even if they were, if these are the textbooks you're given... You know, I don't think you would have the wherewithal after being fed textbooks of such low quality to even think to turn the page upside down. You'd be like, reading upside down. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't no kind of magician. I can't be reading them words backwards. Books only go one way. They only go one way. And that's the right way. God's way. God don't read no book upside down. That's why there ain't nothing upside down printed in the Bible. You have to hold it in the missionary position. <laughs> the missionary position. There's a part of this that says evolution teaches that life on Earth began with simple organisms. Over millions of years, these organisms gradually evolved into a new complex forms of life. If this were true, <laughs> simple life forms would be all buried in the lowest layer of rock. Fossils do not always follow the pattern that evolutionists expect. I mean, like right there, you're reading this and you're like, okay, well, you're supposed to be presenting, even if they are, Tom, even if like fucking the dumb fucks that made this possible for something like this to happen. I know this isn't a public school, right? These are some state funded, state sponsored schools. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're public schools, but you know, even if you're allowing something like this to happen, you're saying, okay, well, the people in our voting district want to vote on whether or not uh, evolution and intelligent design should be taught in schools, which is dumb. There's a great Penn and Teller bit where they say, you know, voting on the sex of a rabbit doesn't change the fucking rabbit sex. You know, right. it's still a fucking male or a female just because everybody voted on it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't change the, the whether or not something is true. But the... Even if they were, you would think that they would at least approach it in a way where they're giving both of them some sort of equal footing. But there, this is not written like that at all. I mean, it's completely giving all and everything to the creationist point of view. This does such a disservice to the, to the kids that have to endure this sort of educational process because when they're done with it, they're not going to be – well versed in science, they're not going. And in the, you know, let's not pretend too that, um, you know, quality colleges don't know this, right? You know, colleges, universities, especially high level uh, colleges and universities, they they are ranking your high school. If you're in high school, they know how hard your high school is. 
you know, being a straight A student at a shitbag school and being a straight A student at one of the elite high schools in the country, they're not viewed the same. So even if you have a really bright kid and he goes to a school like this and he's acing all of his quizzes and tests on science and evolution and creationism. I mean, you're, the chances of that kid really breaking free from this system of bullshit is pretty low. Like, this does a grand disservice to the entire educational life cycle of the people who are put into this system. It's, it's problematic. So we're going to take a quick break and give you all the information you need to find us on Facebook, on Twitter, to send us emails, to leave us voicemails. And we're also posting now to Google Plus, so you can check that out as well. Want to contact Cognitive Dissonance? Visit them on Facebook. You can find the link at the website dissonancepod.com or type it in the Facebook search bar. Be sure to follow the guys on Twitter. Their handle is at dissonance underscore pod. The guys also post to Google Plus now, too, so check them out there. And if you'd like to email them, you can do so at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. You can also leave a comment on the blog at their webpage or give them a call at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Long distance rates apply. And to everyone who listens, shares, retweets, or rates the show, Cognitive Dissonance would like to cordially thank you for all of your fucking support. Cecil, cancel your trip to Texas unless you have a valid passport. <laughs> because Texas can, can is Can I get looking... down there with just my, just my birth certificate or no? <laughs> yeah, but you got to have the long form. <laughs> or they won't, accept... <laughs> they won't accept it. Texas uh, petition to secede reaches the threshold uh, for comment. Now, the, the uh, WhiteHouse.gov uh, has a... A mechanism where you can petition the White House to respond, and they need twenty-five thousand uh, votes, basically, on a petition. Um, and that, if you get they reach that threshold, that will prompt a response uh, by the administration. So it's a way for the people to have a voice and you know sort of express what it is uh, they feel is particularly important. Um, what Texas evidently feels is particularly important that they want to tell the federal government is fuck you. We're leaving. Texas will never be allowed to leave. <laughs> you know what? Texas should put a, a petition in to succeed instead of secede. You know, <laughs> that's what they should put the petition in for. I I wonder. Here's here's the thing. If let's just say that that we let them go, let's just say, okay, cool, go. You you know you have your own country. Here you go. We're gonna take back all of our military. All of the things that are keeping you safe. And next week, you're going to be invaded by somebody because you're not part of our country anymore. You don't have the protections of our country anymore. Like, it, it, the, you know, you're, you basically have a first world country ripe for the picking for taking over. All you have is like fucking pistols and shotguns and probably a few automatic weapons. Awesome. That does nothing against the tank. Like, you have to understand <laughs> that you are not a fucking independent nation, man. You're a state. You can't just be like, that's like picking up your chips after winning on, on the fucking, uh, on the, at poker. You know, you win a big hand at, oh, time to leave. No, 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 it's not. 
You ain't leaving yet there, son. We've got all this money we fucking shoveled into you for years and years and years. And don't tell me Rick Perry's fucking saying, no, we don't want any of that money. He's fucking taking that money. What, are you just going to go now? Well, give us our roads back. Right. (laughs) You don't get any more interstates. Like, sorry, it's interstate. You're not a state. We don't get the inter. We'll just tear them up out of spite before we go. (laughs) We should build a wall. Yeah, fuck you, you know? (laughs) You know who should invade Texas if they become their own country? America. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I hear it's good land down there. It's right on the coast. So, you know, you got a nice big area over there. One state cannot secede from the United States. You may recall Texas. I know history isn't, you know, your thing, but half the country, give or take, gave this a whirl a couple of years back when the half of the country that tried to leave was about evenly equipped with the half of the country that wanted him to stick around. Yeah. It didn't work out. The Civil War, not so good. You can't just secede. You can't just sign up. A petition with 25,000 people and say, I don't want to be part of America no more. Really? Because you've kind of benefited a lot from being part of America. America kind of wants you to stick around. You got a lot of oil. You got a lot of oil refineries. We have reasons to keep Texas as a nation. It looks kind of bad to have our states leave, too. Yeah, So you're just never going to sign a petition. It's such a fruitless gesture. It's such a pointless ridiculous why i mean for fuck's sake i cannot think of anything more utterly pointless than being like well we should just sign a petition to secede really because that won't fucking work you're never going to secede it's not going to work no one's going to let you go you would fail on your own we're never going to let you walk away from the united states you know i i I think during the drought texas applied for federal disaster relief would you like some more of that when you need it you can't have it if you leave. It's silly, man. It's fucking silly. Well, and 25,000 uh, people, Tom, I just figured it out, is 0.01% of their fucking... It's not even 0.01. It's 0.009% of their fucking... Uh, of the of the amount of people there. Because there's 25 million people that live in Texas. <laughs> How is 25,000 even representative? Like fucking well, Ron Paul got more votes than that. <laughs> and not all of those petition signatures were from Texas. Right. That's what that's the thing. You know, so it's like, well, Texas wants to leave. Well, no, they don't. Yeah. Well, and the, the other great thing about this article is you get to see all the other fucking wackadoos out there that are like, I want my state to go. And they people right. start signing. One of them's New York. Are you fucking serious? New York is going to, who's going to, what New Yorker is going to be like, yeah, let's fucking, let's run this fucking thing ourselves, huh? <laughs> you would think Hurricane Sandy would have shown him the, uh, right, the error of the, your ways the error at of that, that point. particular way. You, it's so absurd. You may have, well, it may, may as well have Washington, D.C. Yeah. secede. <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck you. This is a stupid concept. Yeah. You're part of this goddamn country. If you're not going anywhere. Cut out the foolish, childish nonsense. I understand your guy didn't win. Right. Your fucking pony in the race did not come in first. Boo fucking who. Happens to everyone from time to time. You know what you got to do? Suck it the fuck up and try harder next time. If you want your pony to win the race, train a better pony. You ran a shitty pony. 
your pony fucking lost. Yeah, and now you're going to stomp your foot and hold your fucking breath. Well, hold your breath. Temper tantrum, butt hurt motherfuckers. Yeah, hold your breath and we'll just take our military back and tear up your roads. (laughs) Best of luck to you. It's fucking to be the walking dead down there in one week. (laughs) You know, the thing is, I think if any state could do it, Texas might be the state. Texas is the one that has the, you know, they have the past like that, but I, eh. Mexico would just take them back. Yeah. Mexico would be like, hmm, we've been waiting for this. Yeah, no kidding. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, Fucking, he's no longer a made guy. Quick, kill him. Right. Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, all truth, and nothing but the truth? Why don't you answer him? He's talking big right now. I don't know what he's saying. He's asking you if you swear. No, but I know all the words. He's asking you if you'll swear to tell the truth. Truth is stranger than fiction, Judgey Wudgey. This story is also from the Friendly Atheist blog. Drunk driving teen sentenced to 10 years of church attendance as part of his probation. This kid is 17 years old, drinks some alcohol, gets behind the wheel, crashes his car, kills the passenger in the car. He gets probation and sentenced to church time. How the fuck is church Supposed to make him a better person. I want to. I want to say though too. What is ten years of church as a as a punishment? You know what that is? It's ten years of community service you can sleep through. <laughs> no kidding. It's, it's ten years point. of community service where you get a snack. Like <laughs> what the fuck, man? There are people who kill other people or involuntarily manslaughter other people who get put behind bars. They fucking have to do hard time. You get to fucking every Sunday spend an hour in an air-conditioned, heat-controlled room with a fucking a, a choir and a snack, and you get to do a little fucking aerobic exercise as you stand and kneel the entire time? Right. Like, are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. That's not a punishment. And even if, like, like and let's just say, okay, well, we're not, we're not in the, in our, in the, uh, the justice system to punish. I'm fucking with you. I'd love to see more rehabilitative ways in which to get people to not do the crimes that they were doing. But this also strikes me as a way in which to not that would not rehabilitate someone from doing something. If this happened to me, I I couldn't stop thinking how I fucking totally tricked the system. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's 520 hours. That's what it is. You, that's what you've been sentenced to. 520 hours of maybe, at the worst, being a little bored. It has nothing to do with drunk driving. It's totally unrelated to the crime for which he was convicted. You know, I, I mean, and, and I guess I understand, you know, I, not I guess, I do. I understand the sort of convoluted reasoning that this is a, an, an accident that occurred because the, the person who committed the crime um, was evidently a person of loose moral char- uh, loose morals or poor character, and the way to build character and morals is through church. Except that that's not a truism. Like that's not something that we know for certain is a way to rehabilitate people. You know, it, studies of uh, prison religiosity shows that the prison population is incredibly religious. It's a very religious group of people. It's all, prisoners also uh, rates of recidivism are very high, right? Which means you've got religious people who continue to commit crimes, yeah. 
religiosity doesn't prevent people from committing crime. So sentencing this kid, 17 years old, to attend church is not only a clear violation of separation of church and state. Right. Because the state is obviously overstepping its bounds. But it isn't even an effective, as you mentioned, it's not an effective rehabilitative measure. It's just a pet project for the judge. Right. It's not it's not it's not an effective punitive measure because I mean, let's let's be honest. They sentence they sentence some people to really shitty prison terms with you know, in a shitty prison, not in a fucking, you know, minimum security. We're talking a, a difficult maximum security place. That's punitive. And I recognize, I mean, I'll look at our justice system all day and be like, well, yeah, it's totally punitive. And lots of people have to do hard time for stupid shit. People do fucking, people get worse off than this for selling a small bag of pot. Nobody died. Nobody got injured. But instead it's like, well, this guy, you know, drove his car, killed someone in it. And he gets to go to church? Man, they have church in prison. Send him to that he, one every week. Right. Who knows? He might even like church already. Yeah. Maybe he already goes to church. And what if he was a church-going person already? This would be a sentence of no sentence, right? right? That'd be like sentencing me to eat a food. Yeah. Be like, eat a food. Be like, I fucking, I'm already on that shit. I got it. No problem. <laughs> Who's that guy on the other side of the glory hole? It's Jesus. This story is from examiner.com, which means it's spurious at best. <laughs> Lawyer for... <laughs> Although I did suss the story out on other sources as well. Lawyer for anti-gay Christian group arrested for child porn. Um, Lisa Biron Byron? Byron? An associate with a national coalition of anti-gay Christian lawyers faces federal charges stemming from her alleged activity in child pornography. Arrested by FBI agents and faces charges of child pornography and intent to engage in criminal sexual activity. She is also associated with the Alliance Defending Freedom, a group of lawyers who are committed to keeping the door open for the spread of the gospel. What? Ew. Really? You're already having the sexy times. Do you got to tape it, too? Are you going to forget? Isn't that why we hire other people? Because other people are better looking no than kidding, us anyway. Right? The last thing I can imagine turning me on would be a picture of me naked. Uh, or Lisa like, oh, Byron Put naked. that away. I don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a you know, dick yeah, That's the thing. Is like, <laughs> like, why are you? Uh, I mean, I guess some people, like, it's, a, it's a fetish or whatever for some people. Cool. Man, you got a little kink? Awesome. Good for you. Go go explore your kink with a fucking adult. Yeah, no with kidding. With a fucking a consenting adult. I guarantee, lady, you want to go out and and uh have a homosexual relationship or a heterosexual relationship or a fucking, you know, a menage a trois, a fucking group orgy, you can find a place to fit in any one of those. And I bet you if you persuaded some of them, it might take you a little longer, but you could persuade some of them to film it too. Absolutely. You can fucking do it. You can find it. If you want to do it, there's people out there that want you to do it to them. Right? <laughs> like that fucking, there's an internet for a reason. Fucking right. post on Craigslist, lady. What the fuck? You don't have to go take somebody who is underage, can't consent, and and basically force them or convince them or cajole them or get them to fucking do this. You don't have to do that. Well, and, and obviously the hypocrisy is so 
incredibly. That's why fit. we're talking about it, right? You know, it's this is a this is a lawyer who works actively works to shatter the lives of homosexuals because and lives life as a know, homosexual, right? You know, these people are in her mind engaging in an immoral or indecent sexual act. Right. Their their very lifestyle of, of, of engaging in homosexual actions is so abhorrent to this woman who on her Facebook page lists her favorite book as the Bible. That's a snooze of a read. Yeah. But <laughs> this woman spends her adult life. I mean, she went to, to, to school to become a lawyer to waste that time and energy and expertise hurting other people. Because of what she perceives as their immoral sexual behavior. And not only does she engage in homosexual acts with an underage person, but also child pornography. It's like it's like there's the everything wrong with you. Yeah. Like everything is wrong with you. Well, you're not only – I mean how do you even function as somebody who is like that, uh, that pastor – this is a very similar story to that pastor – um, who did crystal meth and like had a tranny hooker and right, he was yeah. like uh, uh, what the hell was his name? I'm gonna look it up. Okay, crystal meth pastor, crystal meth pastor Tom. The first entry, Wikipedia for Ted Haggard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Ted Haggard had this. Uh, you know, he had a this sort of life where he was. You know, he's leading this double life. She's leading this double life. How do you live that life, though? I don't even understand it. Self-loathing, just covered in self-loathing, like yeah, gravy. Covered in self-loathing and a lot of lube. Under this bill, when the Republicans vote for this bill today, they will be voting to say that women can die on the floor and health care providers do not have to intervene if this bill is passed. It's just appalling. Oh, this next story is blowing up the intertubes. Yeah. Um, we found it on Nitty Central, um, which I don't even know how I found Nitty Central. I don't know what that is even from. Um, Indian woman dies after abortion refusal in Ireland. Um, this is actually quite a quite a tragic story. A Indian woman in Ireland um, was 17 weeks pregnant. She suffered a miscarriage, um, and unfortunately, because Ireland is such a Catholic country, they refused. Even though the the, the fetus was not viable it was not going to survive there was it had no chance of surviving of growing to full term and surviving or being born even at 17 weeks would be absurdly yeah. uh, underage 25 i think or 24 is the youngest so this was a done fucking deal um and until the heart stopped on its own uh despite her being in terrible pain um she was the doctors refused to remove the the fetus, the unviable fetus. Um, as a result, she developed a septic infection and died. She fucking died for that shit. You know, you're picking uh, a fully developed, fully actualized life over a potential life. And I don't think that that judgment should be up to uh, up to someone who isn't in that position. I think that, you know, we we call it choice for a reason. It's not the doctor's choice. It's not the society's choice. It's not the fucking. It's not your next door neighbor's choice. It's your choice. It, it falls on your shoulders. You have to bear the burden of this. Okay. Maybe it's a difficult decision for you, but it doesn't stop it from being your choice. And 
this is not something I would I would like to see in our country. This is and this is this is a reality that a lot of uh, far right Christian right uh, wackos are fucking jizzing themselves over this. They would love this to happen in our country because and we've heard this a, uh, a bunch of times uh, specifically from somebody who posts on our, our comments on our page all the time is they love to uh, they they call themselves pro life, but they're okay with people dying uh, in this way because it's slut shaming because it's it's right. a mm-hmm. way in which to say that uh, the important people die and the unimportant people are the unimportant people die and the important people stay alive uh, and that's sort of the the universe that we live in and we're cool with that. Well, don't, I mean, you read this and it, I mean, you hear that argument. And it's the first thing that occurs to me is it sounds like a thinning of the immoral herd. You know, like let them die out. It's their fault. Yeah. You know, they 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 brought this hell upon themselves. And had they not become, you know, pregnant in this fashion, then they would not have suffered these terrible consequences. And so, you know, it's it that is an awful worldview to have. That is a hateful misogynistic, mean-spirited worldview to hold. And to, to have somebody with a clearly unviable fetus within them, that it's it, this is fucking done. You know, I was reading a couple of uh, other articles related to this, this incident, um, and this incident's getting international attention. It's becoming quite a big deal. Um, I read several other articles related to this, and, you know— there are actual laws um, and references in the legislature to the fact that, you know, Ireland is a Catholic country, so you cannot have an abortion no matter what. And the medical alternative mentioned in some of their laws is to go to Britain to get the procedure Fuck. done. So they're, they're basically acknowledging they're, they're acknowledging that this is an immoral practice, that there are medical situations which are necessary for the life of the mother. No matter how you come down on this issue, you don't have a viable second person in this equation. You only can think about the one that is still viable. The mother, if you do anything else, you are being immoral, regardless of what your book says. And when your country is so intellectually convoluted, that you have to say, well, they could always go to Britain and get it done. We don't want to change our laws, basically because we need to kowtow to the Catholic majority. So we'll build right into our legal system the option to leave our country rather than have quality health care, quality laws here. We will build into our legislature the, hey, just go somewhere else. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's fucked up. That is a broken system. And I, I'm speaking from America. Our system is fucking shattered. So, but that's some fucked up shit. I think when people are so against abortion, what they're against is the throwing away of the potential life by in, in a flippant way. I think that's what gets people fired up. But this isn't the case in this in this situation. This is a this is a this is a textbook case why abortion shouldn't be a big goddamn deal. You have a, a, a husband and wife attempting to have a child. The child has a problem. The child gets miscarried. The child is killing the mother and you still don't act. 
This isn't a 16-year-old who's looking, who doesn't want to raise a child. This isn't a, you know, a child that's going to be born into a poor household and they don't want to have to, you know, have another mouth to feed and they don't want to go through the, the horrible, uh, uh, the pregnancy. This isn't a rape case where somebody was dressed like a slut and they got, they got what they deserved. This is a fucking, this is a husband and wife who had a miscarriage. You know, none of your fucking, none of your, uh, your stereotypes fit in this fucking bubble of anti-abortion. And this is what happens when you don't allow it. It's almost like it's not a black and white issue. Yeah, no kidding, right? You know, right? It's like you can't have, you can't treat this like a black and white issue. We have to recognize the gray area that defines the complexities of when life begins, what it means to be pregnant, what it means for something to be viable. You, you, you cannot have laws that are this rigid or this shit is going to be the natural consequence. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. See, so this story is from F- Jack's watchdog. <laughs> FBC Jack's watchdogs. Blogspot.com. Perry Noble blames homosexuality on non-tithing Christians. Perry Noble, pastor of the fast-growing New Spring Church in Anderson, South Carolina, says maybe there would be less homosexuality in the world today if there were less greedy Christians who actually cared enough to tithe and spread the gospel. Because that's why some guys like the dick. Because there wasn't enough tithing. And that's why some of the ladies rock the vag, Cecil. Tithing. It all comes back to tithing. I, I, I really, I seriously, I don't understand this at all. But <laughs> again, you're just connecting, uh, you're connecting <laughs> the sin, right? It's like connect right. the dots. You're just like pointing to the audience and saying, okay, well, there's sins to be, uh, to be accounted for and... Obviously, since God created all of us and, you know, wants us to be interconnected in some way, these sins are interconnected in our fucking crazy worldview with each other. So your greed, therefore, causes more people to be homosexual. It's such a bizarre correlation that he's making. Like you may you could fill this in and be like, maybe there would be less homosexuality in the world today if there were less hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah. yeah. Let's feed the hippos. Like what? It's not those two things don't have anything to do with one another. They have, they have, is, they, there is no correlation at all between them. You're simply saying like, maybe there would be less of this thing we don't like if there was more of this thing we do like. Maybe there would be less murderers out there, Tom, if more people rode around with jumper cables in their car. Maybe. That's possible. Yeah. Maybe there would be less burglaries if more people had a mohawk. I wouldn't what? rob your house if you had a mohawk. <laughs> just... It's such a bizarre thing to do, just to be like, well, I don't like homosexuality, but you know what I do like? Tithing. I like a Lexus, so you need to buy me a Lexus. <laughs> right, right. Man, this Rolex is scuffed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? Blame the gays. <laughs> I, I really kind of want to know where tithing goes. Like, okay, you're, you, you know, you're not paying, you're not, you're taking in some money, but it's got to go to obviously the upkeep of the place, but it's going to your salary. It's going to... Um, it's go, you know, what if it, what part of it's going to help the poor? You know, that's the thing is like, I wonder how many people out there throw money in every week. And then basically the money just goes to like some dude buying a fucking, uh, a Lexus and having a nice suit. Well, you know, you hit, I, I think you hit on something there because 
What I genuinely believe is that most people think they're giving the money to God. Like it goes to God's wallet. Or the priest or the pastor takes it. It goes right into God's Chase checking account. Right. That's what I mean. Like it's like in God's PayPal. You know? (laughs) PayPal the money to God. (laughs) But it's not going. It's 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 going to a person who sits there and collects the money every week and counts it. It's it doesn't become spiritual currency. It always stays actual currency. It's not – you didn't give a dollar to God, even if there was a God. Even if there was a God, you never gave one – I don't care how much you fucking tithe. You never gave a fucking dollar to God. <laughs> it's a stupid – what does he need money for anyway? What does he need to buy his God? He'd be like, oh, you know what I need? Nothing. <laughs> I'm fucking omnipotent. I just fucking That's make what whatever I, I want. <laughs> you know, God's PayPal account though, the thing is, the, the thing is, is that they can't actually – um, trace the address so it's an unverified account. <laughs> he must be on a proxy yeah, server. Like, <laughs> sorry, God, on? we don't trust. You're not a trusted seller. So we didn't get any voicemail, Tom. Uh, we did get s- several pieces of email. We're going to start with a uh, a person by the name of Steve, and you can call him Steve, as he says in his uh, in his videos. Uh, he does it. a he does a thing called Science Isn't <laughs> Scary. It's a YouTube video. His production values at this point are a little low, he says, but he's working on getting some different camera equipment. We're going to link to him because he said, hey, would you mind uh, uh, spreading the word? We're going to link directly to his YouTube account uh, on this episode of the show uh, so he can uh, so you can take a look at some of his videos. Uh, we hope and we wish you the best, Steve. Hopefully, uh, hopefully. Uh, your uh, YouTube presence grows and you'll be able to uh, to continue to uh, make sure people understand that science isn't scary. So, Tom, I guess we were, I don't know, is that is it punked? I don't know. I don't know, Somebody man. down we were... in uh, New Zealand because we pronounced kookaburra, kookaburra wrong. Kookaburra. 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 You do a great job on that. Throw me a fucking shrimp on the Barbie, bro. What the fuck? Um, but uh, but evidently this person is uh, is a New Zealander who called in last week because this person who's listening to us, Joe from Melbourne, says, or it's is it Melbourne? I don't know. Whatever the fuck, however the fuck you pronounce the name of your city, um, uh, he says that that guy's a New Zealander. Uh, which I could not tell the difference between their accents. No, but he calls him a faker and a charlatan of the very worst kind. And evidently we were, we were trolled, we were trolled. by this That's guy. Fine. But uh, I will stand by my pronunciation as kangaroo. <laughs> Here we are uh, with a message from Matt. Uh, Matt from Down Under as well uh, says, he said on ours, you know, it's funny. He says, P.S. You guys said you can't spot the difference between our accents and Kiwis. When Gio was on your show, I can't spot the difference between you three and Alan Alder. I love that he calls him Alder. <laughs> Seinfeld and Steve Buscemi. Well, Steve Buscemi's definitely prettier yeah. than we are. <laughs> He's thinner, at least. That's- <laughs> so we got an email from uh, Lorraine. Lorraine uh, is a young person, a little bit, a little young. Uh, 13 years old. We're happy that you're listening at 13. I I think that that's 
probably the youngest age I would want someone listening to the show. I actually want infants listening to this show. I want I want our podcast on the on the headphones around the bellies of expectant mothers. Talk about an abortion epidemic. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's a rash of miscarriages as the children try to escape. Oh, no. Don't listen. Don't listen if you're Don't in Ireland. Don't do that. Don't do that. So oh, we got no. a uh, an email from Ryan who says that uh, that there was that he was listening to a, a couple podcasts. One podcast sounded like they used some of the clips that we use, Tom. I guess Jesus Camp was in there and some of the uh, sound bites and things. Um, we don't own any of that stuff, Ryan. Uh, a lot of that stuff comes from a movie called Jesus Camp, and I'm going to say. I probably, you know, I obviously add the sound effects after uh, in post. I probably used one or two sound effects in this episode for Jesus Camp because uh, they are great. They're wonderful. If you haven't seen Jesus Camp, it's available at least in the USA on Netflix on demand. It's a wonderful, wonderful movie. And even if it's a slanted documentary, which I personally don't think it's too horribly slanted, even if it is and you were to say that there was – a uh, hundred minutes of them saying normal shit, the crazy shit they say should just make you say, oh my God, these people are nuts. It's a horror movie. Yeah. I would classify that genre-wise yeah, yeah. as a horror movie because it's a goddamn horror show to watch that thing. I love the. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. fascinating documentary. It's unsettling. Um, the, the idea that somebody's using the same clips, hey, good for them, man. They're good clips. The stuff that you're mentioning, we don't even own. So they can. F- there's nothing right. we can do. We could be as mad as hell about it. There's nothing we could do about it. Yeah, I'm mad as hell, and I'm going to continue to take it because it's really nothing I can do. going to take all of it. That's all for me. <laughs> we got an email, Tom, our first email from China. Yeah, holy cow. An email from that was pretty cool. Hello from China. Okay. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else <laughs> like, to say, but that's really cool. Fucking neat, man. We don't get a whole lot from uh, China. We, we've gotten, I think, a Thailand a listener yeah. from Thailand before. We've gotten several uh, people Korea? in Japan, but I don't think they're. Yeah, we've had a South Korean listener, but yeah. uh, I think this I'm is. I'm still our, waiting for the Mongolian listener. Yeah, Uzbekistan is not. Uh, Uzbekistan hasn't, hasn't chimed in. I'm waiting for our first uh, Liberian listener. I don't know when that's going to happen. Probably never. I don't know if they have an internet there yet. Too busy. <laughs> Being incredibly backward at the moment. So. And since we started this podcast, 1,300 downloads have gone to China. So 1,300 times someone has downloaded over to China. Um, you know, and, New Z- and that tells you something because New Zealand's only downloaded 4,600 times. So that'll tell you something. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what it tells me. But it tells you that New Zealand downloaded more than China. <laughs> it's simple math, Tom. One number is bigger than Try the other Try to keep number. up, bro. I'm trying, but I'm dim. So... <laughs> We got an email, Tom, from Alan, who who thinks we kind of missed the boat a little on uh, on monumental. Yeah, um, here's the thing: uh, we did miss several points uh, when discussing monumental, discussing um, constitutional issues, discussing the uh, the faith or lack thereof of the forefathers, what they just chose to include or exclude from the uh, Constitution. Uh, we didn't mention the Bill of Rights at all. Um, it is only an hour and a half show. You know, it's yeah. like you can't touch on hundreds of years of political history um, and hit every point. 
Um, and really, we're just trying to make fun of Kirk. I was just trying to make fun of Kirk Cameron. I want to thank Alan, though, and everybody else who sent in emails and messages and let us know that we missed a bunch of stuff. We absolutely missed stuff. Um, some stuff we, we just we wouldn't have had time to talk about, as Tom says, and some stuff we genuinely just missed. Um, but thank you all for pointing it out. We're, we're glad we have such intelligent people who listen to the show who can send us email like this and be like, hey, you missed this. Uh, I want to point out before we end, first I want to thank everybody, as always, thanks everybody who has rated us on iTunes. At this point, Tom, I think we're up to 385 reviews on iTunes. We are close to the 400 mark in reviews, and that's really great for a show as young as ours. We want to thank everybody who rates us on iTunes. It's so nice, and it really does rate, push us up a little higher uh, on the ratings. We are fighting it out with, with uh, podcasts like Reasonable Doubts and Thinking Atheist um, all the time for number one spot there, so we want to thank everybody who does that for us. I also want to say one more time, it's today is Thursday, November 22nd. That means that you have one month left to donate to Doctors Without Borders through us, through our page, dissonancepod.com, Apocalypse Without Borders widget on the left-hand side of the page. You can click it, and it will take you to a PayPal uh, payment system. You'll send us the money, and we will put it in with the rest of the kitty, which now, with our money, is going to be over 6 k Yeah, it's a, it's a ton of money. Our listeners are very generous. If you've not donated yet— we would just love to see that number continue to climb because it's a worthy cause. It is. It's, it's absolutely awesome worthy, cause. and it's all you. This is not. This has nothing to do with us. We're obviously adding a couple hundred dollars here, but really, this is all you. This is all our audience. How how wonderful our audience is, and how much they care. Uh, this is really a great thing, and we're so happy that you you have gone the extra mile to make this a wonderful, wonderful chunk of change that we can turn over in a month. So you have a month left if you haven't donated yet. Well, that ends our Turkey Day 75th Golden Anniversary episode, Tom. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it's even more. It's probably platinum at this point. Um, We're going to leave you, as always, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo-quasi-alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead, pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. G'day, Bruce from Australia here. I was just wandering past and I noticed you're listening to Cecil and Tom from the Cognitive Dissonance Podcast. I'd just like to point out that the views expressed by these two galahs are not necessarily those of their employers, families, friends or the local sheep shearing association. Apparently these two came out with this festering pile of rotting dingoes bollocks all by themselves. It's truth. It baffles me why anyone would listen to these two drongos anyway. Seems they've got a few kangaroos loose in the top paddock, if you know what I mean. I reckon they've been down the local watering hole drinking like lizards. Anyway, just thought I'd like to point that out. Now I've got to go see a man about a wallaby, and I might crack a tube, put a prawn on the barbie, and drop this ridiculous Australian stereotype. 
Cheers. <laughs>